Happy Halloween. It's an absurd holiday. Oh, yes. Putting on costumes and striking fear. Quite absurd. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on podcasts, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network that has a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also love to dive into other nerdy subjects we all love to frolic about in our free time. The Batman Book Club is also on Patreon. If you like what's going on with the show, you want to help support the show, keep the generators running in the Wayne Manor study, just go to patreon.com slash the Batman BC. Now, thank you for listening to episode 125, Scarecrow Comes to Town, the second episode of Spooky Stories Month here on the Batman Book Club. Joining me uh, is a very familiar voice to this podcast. He he heads a lot of that Batman Podcast Network stuff for Batman on Film. He is the lost Mario brother, and speaking of Batman on film, he is the sheriff of Batman on film. Pew, 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 pew. It is Mr. Ryan Haas. Ryan Haas, welcome back to the Batman Book Club. Pew, pew, pew. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Um, it wasn't too Happy long spooky ago. Spooky month. What is it? Is it going to be? Um, yeah, it's like I was just here on the Batman. You kind of were. You kind of um, were. Is this uh, Where Where am I? Where am I? Where am I going to? Where does this land in the? Uh, this is the second. Second episode yeah. of spooky month okay. you, you followed the uh the howling at the moon that me and uh garrett grev did and, and now okay. yeah now we're doing some some scarecrowness nice. uh this is yeah the second of four spooky stories and then obviously the peter uh the peter vera wrap-up coming at the end of the month so yeah you'll be you'll be the second of four so you're all prepped you've got a scary black shirt on uh, yes, Batman Forever logo. Courage uh, now. <laughs> Truth always. Batman Forever. Yes. Ever. I like it. Uh, if I'd have had a Batman Begins shirt that had Jonathan Crane on it, I would have worn oh, it. Oh, my goodness. Sadly, I do not, because I don't even know if they made any of shirts like that before it begins. Probably not. But anyways, how are you? I guess I didn't even ask you that. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um it's been fun. Maybe maybe if I talked into the microphone, hopefully that would sound better. But uh, I, you know, it's a busy time, you know, spooky month. I don't know what happens after. I don't know what summer feels nice and breezy for me. It also wasn't because, you know, as people that listen to the show know, I, I have a job where I work on video games and you think that is all, you know. He just plays video games all day. But, you know, that's not really true. Playing <laughs> games, really making true. games is not the same thing. So I shipped a video game that I've been working on for years in the summer. And hey, yeah, my kids started uh, kindergarten also. Um, and, you know, that that's introduces lots of schedule changes and seasons and all that. And it kind of wraps up into the the fall spooky season. So, you know, there's there's a lot going on in my little bat cave here. Um, 
but it's been good. It's, it's, and, you know, in a weird way, being uh, tethered in some way to uh, the Batman podcast network and BOF and shows, I, I've, I've done more Batman stuff than I, than I have <laughs> in recent months by yeah. uh, being on Batman animation, popping in there and, and then getting to pop in here and re experience, you know, it seems like my little shtick for the last couple episodes has been like, Hey, are there books that like are comic books that are based off of live action Batman properties? Cause that's, I don't know. That's, that's been an interesting thing on my clearly on my, in my Batman reading subconscious lately. So that's been, uh, it's been fun to be able to talk and explore that on the shows. Man, yeah. Actually you think about that. Your past few appearances on this show have been, there is a theme here of based on live action properties. Um, spooky season last year was not, but yeah, right before that was the Batman 89 adaptation and then got the Batman returns adaptation. And then we just did the Batman 89 series right. and then right. the book today. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really even put that together. Uh, but, but yeah, I like, I like that. Well done. That's why you're, yeah. that's why you're here. And it, of course, for both of us, actually, we, enjoy spooky month we love october but then what follows mm-hmm. that it's a uh, ryan birthday month that's yeah yeah <laughs> ryan brain both ryan brain both <laughs> two birthdays you know. I, I love november november is great as much as i love october <laughs> and everything too it is it's like it is constantly busy and then it's like as soon as october is over it's the countdown to to the birthday mm-hmm. oh, okay well that's cool yeah is mine first mine is yes. like a week before yours okay yeah something, mine's something like mine's always around thanksgiving Okay. Uh, the week of First Thanksgiving, sometimes even on Thanksgiving. Um, oh, it's like when it lands on the 22nd, that's the earliest that it will ever be. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, like, I know the next year it's going to be like the 29th again. Um, right. Yeah. Put that together. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but definitely don't forget about us next month and wish us happy birthdays. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Some aggressive sort of way. So yeah. let's not waste any more time. Let's get spooky, Ryan Haas, and let's talk about Scarecrow Comes to Town. Scarecrow Comes to Town is part of the Batman 66 series. It was first released digitally in 2015 uh number 68 and then for physical the physical issue i think was also released in 2015 i think Uh, maybe not what i was looking up it it was kind of difficult to track some of this down um but physically okay issue number 28 originally published as so issued physical issue 28 originally published as batman 66 digital chapter 68 september 2015 okay is that what you said? I did say 2015 um, for that, but then that, I mean, the physical issue so then digital. could so not have come have been out like in 2015. Two, it would have been two to three months later, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I did, wherever I looked this up, which I'm trying to track it down now. Sorry for the hold up. This is not, this is not professional. <laughs> but it, yeah, so DC database fandom. Yeah, so it, I mean, this says that it was released in, it was published on October 28th, 2015. So, wow, the fact that it was released digitally and then not like, yeah, like you said, a couple months after um, was released physical. That's a fast turnover. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I guess that's kind of normal 
now I'm starting to learn for the digital releases and yes. breaking it up and stuff. Yes, um, they usually do like what is it? Um, half of an issue three, is or one issue, quote unquote. Yeah, they're different. It's either a half of an issue or a third, and then it takes them a, a while, you know, to collate enough to be shipped in a physical comic. Yes. Yeah. So there we go. Glad we got to the bottom of that. Written by Jeff Parker <laughs> with art by Lucas Kettner. Uh, this has been collected and released in a hardcover. It's been collected and released in trade paperback. It's been collected in the Batman 66 omnibus mm-hmm. It's available to buy digitally. It is also available with the whole series on DC universe infinite. Brian Haas. I know what version you read for this episode, mm-hmm. but the listeners do not. Can you mm-hmm. inform them? How well, did you read it? You said there's a hardcover. That's, uh, not the omnibus of this. Yeah, I thought that they released uh, like the volume one, ba- volume one through five, and this was in volume five. And, and there was a hardcover version of that. Versions, mm-hmm. interesting. Well, yeah, the paperbacks I... are much not like drastically, but the paperbacks are just cheaper. As right, 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 the case. right, right, right. Well, I read this in the big giant Batman sixty six omnibus. Um, and it's like a it's a bicep curl. It is, is a bicep is. curl. So like, <laughs> if you look at my Twitter, I did tweet. Um, you know, I haven't tweeted it yet, but by the time this episode comes out, I will have tweeted a photo of this uh, omnibus. Uh, and it was sealed, and I and I opened it just for for this <gasps> for, for this. this episode. Yes, this and, is not the first time that I have coerced you into true. opening uh, a Batman my goodness. book. Just that's for true. The show. That's true. <laughs> You know, that's what I do. I look at my shelves and I'm like, what have I not opened yet? And yeah. I need a good excuse to do so. So when I took the picture, it took me a while because I was trying to take the picture and not have the and it was it was still sealed and the mm-hmm. glare was in it. And, and then I'm like, oh, you know, this is really heavy to kind of try to hold up and take a picture of, in you know, with only one hand. And it was like it was a little little tricky there. So you're right. It is. It is. As most omnibuses are, it is a tome. Um, yeah. So I read, I did read the the Scarecrow issue in the omnibus, mm-hmm. um, and it was nice. You know, I, I I have a history on this show of critiquing physical releases. Apparently, yes. Um, and I ha- am happy to report that uh, the way it's presented in the omnibus is very nice. The paper, I talk about paper, it's very oh, nice. Yeah. Like it's actually like thicker. Uh, glossy paper than you would expect. I, I I'm assuming it's well. I don't know. I don't know how it's presented in the other physical issues. Um, because as you said, the, the, this was a digital first series, and typically, um, this six Batman sixty six series is very interesting. I think I've mentioned it on this show before because it used the digital format to its advantage, especially early on when the series first launched. It has some really cool transitions like the way effects. that the, yeah um and i was and today was the first time i saw that translated into physical form usually all that stuff gets cut out and it's just very cookie cutter because it mm-hmm. has to fit into the digital digital frame and you can see that on other releases like the batman the adventures continue stuff but i'm also happy to report that a lot of the or those early issues that had the effects digitally they come across really nicely in physical nice. form a lot Good. of that gets like um a lot of it turns into of course 
like uh i'm just showing lauer but like in the like in the riddler issue it turns into like full page spreads and stuff like that that you wouldn't oh, yeah. really expect um a digital series to kind of um come back out as so um it's a really nice thing and um if you're wondering if the omnibus is worth it i mean i I think it is because this series is done. You know, they've after this series came out, they they continue to do things like collaboration type things, right? Like a Wonder Batman sixty six Green Hornet, Green um, Hornet, yeah. And I and those are not in this omnibus, but they do make it quite complete because it's got all of the digital chapters. It's got seventy three digital chapters. It's got a cover gallery. It's got the um the lost they did a lost episode uh of of the the series based off of harlan ellison's two-faced script and they they, it was released as like a like a nice prestige like one shot but they have that issue in here as well as um like the story behind it and the original manuscript of the series which is presented unedited that is also available in harlan ellison's um gosh what is it called it's his brain movies series um and i had i own that also it's on my bat shelf so i might not need that if it's redundant but i got that a few years before this because that was the one of the first times that that manuscript had been published in full mm-hmm. um and i was very curious and yeah it was it was released before it was created into a comic series and it also includes the the batman story from solo number 7 so they really tried to make this omnibus a nice complete um statement on if, that that batman 66 if any of you buy the omnibus please credit ryan haas and the batman book club so that we can get maybe a little bit of a yes. back here because that was quite a sell that yeah you just had for it <laughs> yeah and you know here's another here's another thing you know paul herman would attest to this you know the reading experience on the omnibus is also uh, a little questionable because it is so giant you know it's hard to kind of sit mm-hmm. down with this giant omnibus and read it but for me it's encouraged me to so i have like a little bar stand up thing like a in my house so it's and i have little bar seats but this is like the perfect height to just kind of stand up and lay the giant book down and read parts of it um with the omnibus and the other cool thing about this series is that the a lot of the stories are very short and they're very easy and little Mm bite-sized to get through so this book is like a really cool coffee table book you could just have and like crack it open every once in a while, stand up and read a quick Batman 66 story or two over lunch and just like, you know, piecemeal work your way through this really nice um, pillar and representation mm-hmm. of the, of the 60 show brought into a different form. Yeah. Um, I do not have the omnibus. I was telling uh, Mr. Haas here before we started recording that I keep going back and forth on, on that or just getting the trades, but I mean, have I sold you yet? <laughs> I think you kind of have for like the, the manuscript those included in stuff. Cause you know, mm-hmm. with extras on all the stuff I'm, I'm a big sucker for, but for me, <clears throat> I went with comiXology where it was only 99 cents mm-hmm. uh, for this story. And I actually just got a brand new iPad. <gasps> so this this was uh nice to read on a larger screen. Um pretty everything was pretty um yeah, I read it digitally through comicology. That's also worth it because Bargain. the the series this series I talk about colors and stuff like 
it looks great digitally too. Right. Did. Batman 66 yep. is very colorful, very tries to, to not one-to-one mimic exactly this, the show, but it evokes it a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different Absolutely. artists throughout this series that bring their own spin to it in the format that it's in. But, uh, but yeah, digital is a great way to read this also. Now, do you remember the first time that you read Scarecrow comes to town? Uh, yeah, I read it today. <laughs> this was it. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> so my, um, my history with the series is when it was, when this series was announced as a digital first thing, digital first series were pretty new i believe really yeah i think so 2015 uh the first one i remember really getting on the regular and being very excited about was smallville season 11 Mm. um and so i would get like smallville season 11 and batman 66 i would get them digitally very religiously when they came out but then there was some weird point and i followed both of the series smallville and batman 66 i followed them probably two thirds of the way through their run and just kind of fell off of it. So um, I've read like the, a, a good chunk of both uh, and then, and, and then haven't finished the back half And this. And so for Smallville, I ended up getting all of the trades uh, from Ollie's piecemeal. Yeah. Ollie's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They came through. Uh, and for Batman 66, as soon as the, I got one physical issue for cheap, which was, I believe, the physical issue right before this uh, Scarecrow yeah. one that has Bane in it. Because I was like, oh, man, they did Bane, Bane. in 66. Um, but then after they um, released the omnibus, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to get the omnibus because I know the series is great and it'll be a good um, good way to re-experience it. And since this omnibus has been released, you know, we've had things like a pandemic happen. Yeah. And I have since w- actually watched the entirety of the original 66 tv series that's something me and my daughter did during the pandemic was like watch an episode or two of batman 66 every day until we Mm -hmm. watched the entire show so re-experiencing the commitment yeah i know so that commitment is also reflected in the omnibus so it, it it'll be a nice way to kind of work my way through the this series with the prior knowledge of of having watched the series and Make no mistake, they make some deep cuts in this series. You know, they don't just stick with the core four villains. You'll get like False Face. You'll get mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Freeze. And and like I just said, they did they interpreted characters and villains that had never been in the show, like Two Face, Bane, Clayface, Harley Quinn. Like you get a really Poison Ivy. You know, um, mm-hmm. they do a and they even bring back you know oddball characters that you know were to show only things like like egghead and louis the lilac excellent yeah they even do they even do crazy things like uh give you context and explanation of why john astin looked like the riddler that one episode in the second season i mean it's cool it adds so much Mm -hmm. depth and it's just a reflection and, and and celebration of that show uh in book comic book format Nice. Um, I've got you beat <gasps> by two days. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. I, I read this for the first time two days ago. Nice. Um, so, I mean, in, in context, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to know which day exactly. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I just read this for the first time <clears throat> just the other day. And, and like it was you, a good excuse to pick it, right? Because I was yeah. like, I'm never, I, I know it'll be fun and interesting uh, because I, 
most because the front half of the series was so good and this is uh a spooky type story scarecrow is a great character it'll it'll be it'll give a lot of food for thought being a fresh story for both of us yeah i always like that when someone does choose a story that i've never read before always exciting and a very kind of a a deep slash random pick which i also applaud Mm -hmm. heavily and so Hopefully for anyone, it's it's easy to track down and read as well, since it's on DC Universe Infinite. Or if you mm-hmm. have 99 cents, buy it off Comixology and it's <laughs> yeah. easily digestible. And I mean, like you said, too, when this was announced as the digital first series, like I had an iPad at the time and I was like, I, I think I'm going to do this. And so I think I've been buying the Batman run, but that was it digitally. And so this was definitely one I hopped in on. So, yeah, those first I don't know how many issues it was that I did get. And it was the, you know, animating on with the talking bubbles mm-hmm. and moving you along and stuff that mm-hmm. all that was really cool. And then like you said too, except I probably fell off a lot earlier than you. It just turned into like, I wasn't able to keep up. Exactly. And so I was like, I'll get to it someday and exactly and read them all and stuff. And I have it. Yeah. And this yeah. is really going to get me. I can tell this is going to get me on a kick where you wait, you'll get a text from me and a picture of the omnibus in my hands. And I'm like, I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going it to happen. A, and it is a good, I keep, t- you know, talking about the bisizeness of it. It's also a good palate cleanser type of comic too. And I think it would kind of get a little old if you tried to binge it all very yeah. similar to the 60s show. Like yeah. I can't watch the 60s, 60s show, show. It just gets, it gets repetitive and it, it does, it does a disservice to it, but if you're reading a lot of comics, this is a good little, oh, let me let me read like a story or two out of the Very 66 different. to kind of like to be a nice little palate cleanser. I think that's mm-hmm. the best way to experience this series. Yeah. Uh, then lastly, you know, I have to ask, so why of everything, especially for spooky season? Yeah. Uh, which actually, this is the third year now, too, that you just like Garrett have to yeah. have to go in like on a more challenging mission than mm-hmm. Pete and Justin, who are, you know, who picked uh, trilogies that, from, the, yes. from the beginning <laughs> yes yeah because now that's locked out that's locked you know future stories of, of yeah. those out because it's like oh maybe i can do the next oh i can't because like they've already oh. started that train uh yeah but uh what but why this story yeah why this one yeah i kind of talked about it just i knew it was something i never read once i discovered that oh they did scarecrow in the 60s um you know style i think it's one of the i think it's the only place that it's that that character has been interpreted in the 60s style um and you know scarecrow is a spooky character he's born out of you know um spooky season himself being Mm -hmm. uh kind of uh quasi inspired by you know ichabod crane from Uh hollow and all that he uses a pumpkin Yes. In this, he uses pumpkins. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, pumpkins and... are the season. Come yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it's just kind of na- a natural fit and a good, and just a good excuse to kind of uh, crack open the omnibus and talk about yeah. a, a, a fun, a fun reinterpretation of a Batman villain. Yes. Uh, I have, like, I've kind of already alluded to, I, I definitely applaud the pick. Uh, much like I said with Garrett for the spooky month. So, this is now the third year also in a row that you've chosen like a, like it's a one issue story, mm, um, mm-hmm. which I, I love the long stories that are covered on the show, but I love it when it's like a one issue. Cause I can at least read it at minimum twice before we yeah. record. Yeah. So this one, it was great because first read, never read it, just absorb it that way. And then I went back because it's also a quick read 
read it a second time to try and like, okay, I know where it's going, but pick up on this and pick up on this and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I love just <laughs> probably fitting for the series. Scarecrow comes to town. That's literally what happens in the story. That's <laughs> yeah. like it's it's yeah. not complicated. It's not reaching for something that's completely deep and emotional and rock Batman's world. It's hey, here's Scarecrow in the 60s series. Ta-da. And yeah. I and I love that. As a fan of the character, um the the aesthetics of the 60s series, like in itself in its own world, and how they didn't they didn't abort the character of Jonathan Crane slash Scarecrow. I think mm-hmm. it's funny for this world. It's drastically different than the Batman, you know, comic book universes that we're used to now. Scarecrow. I mean, he's lifted. The only thing that's really different is that this has, you know, a bright blue sky as opposed to black or dark purple. <laughs> like mm. otherwise it could, it could have been the same Scarecrow that you saw in the haunted night uh, special uh, book or you know the long halloween and stuff he's mm-hmm. i i just love that fact in which you've mentioned other books in this series i don't know how they dealt with the interpretations of two-face harley quinn clayface poison ivy bane if they're drastically mm-hmm. different or if they fit but i'm just really impressed here they use the scarecrow that we know and he did his thing yeah i think for some of the other villains they try to oh they did a killer croc also right before this but they try to kind of put it through like a 66 lens like if this character existed in literal 1966 how Mm -hmm. would it fit and i i love what they did with bane it's like such a great like that's another just thing we should i should just pick for a future you know episode of the show because i mean i don't want to spoil it too much but you can kind of see you know extrapolate where they could have gone with that if you haven't read it but um and it, yeah, it was really, really creative. But uh, for this one, like you said, they didn't do as much complete reinterpretation. But like visually, it does feel like they put some effort into. And I guess this is down to Lucas Kettner on art. Kind of make it a little practical. It looks a little I don't know what the right clothing term is, but the, it's like a patchwork quilt kind of thing. I could see it working and looking 60s ish, if that makes sense. Sure. Like a suit kind of like an interesting suit with scarecrow motif over top of it. I think it could have worked pretty well in live action in, in, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, definitely. Um, it would have been interesting to see. So obviously, and I mean, they waste no time getting into it, that scarecrow is a threat because he's robbing a bank and he's got his gas, which he, he shoots Batman and Robin with. It'd have been interesting to see. So Robin's biggest like fear is, you know, basically being banished by Batman because he's a failure as a psychic. Right. right. And um Batman's, which I, I love this part. It's just like a mini me version of Adam West still in the suit. And actually on the oh marquee my starring Adam West is on the marquee behind yeah. him. But otherwise yeah. it's his parents getting murdered. So yeah. those are the two the two fears. I it's hard to imagine it's like the live action 60s series, like hmm, how would they have dealt with that? Yeah, I kind of don't think that they would have gone that way. Yeah, that's why Scarecrow was never on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's also in- interesting to note. I did, I didn't look it up here, but I, I, you know, if you look at the classic Batman villains, there are some surprising gaps of 
oh, you know, like Joker hadn't shown up in a comic for 10 years until the, or Riddler, you know, until the show brought yeah. him back. There might have been a kind of a big gap. So Riddler, uh, Scarecrow might not have really been in the comics at the time. So they might have missed it. I'm not exactly sure. So maybe, yeah. On that. that could I, be a contributing I think you're factor. right. Because I don't, I don't see where he fit in the space age 50s um, stories right. at right. all. So I could totally see that he was another one that was kind of left, uh, left out. But, I mean, the, the we get a nice, you know, detective work in the Batcave, and then they're off to Jitters Holler. Yes, which has perhaps the friendliest looking pig that I've ever seen. Oh my! Animated goodness. or live action? <laughs> I was, I was, I, I, I thought that man, there's something going on with this pig. Like, is it robotic? <laughs> is I, is there like some backstory? I hope they know? don't eat it. Is it a cyborg? Yeah. That is a dog. Yeah. I, I'm like, at some form. point, Batman's going to be like, you know, I need to borrow that pig. He's going to be integral to solving yep. this crime. <laughs> like, what's happening? And, you know, I picked the story not having known the content. And sure. it was kind of interesting connection wise, because as soon as they're like, we have to go to the a town close to the Appalachian Mountains. I'm like, really? Because i grew up close to the appalachian mountains you know um you know in east tennessee it's a it's just a jump away from from the appalachians and i'm like well i wonder how accurate this is and i'm like okay classic you know 66 you know ians ain't from around here are you you know and they really they really uh you're like hold on there hold on jitters holler they really play up the the southernness of the people do they grow corn in tennessee yeah they do but it's not okay. like as as much of a state not like us like here in, in india like in the midwest yeah like i lived in illinois and like you mm-hmm. jump off the plane and you step into a cornfield it is yeah like, but you know we grew corn in tennessee but it's it's right. not like that, but i almost but, thought this story was hogwash yeah but as no soon pun as intended they, but as soon as they did get to the part about like oh there's grits and sweet tea i'm like okay well that's 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 familiar. Yes, we do that. Mr. Cobbletoe. I know. <laughs> Cobbletoe. Are they related little to cobble the cobble pots? Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. They have a nice little dinner, which that's just a fun image of Batman sitting with Robin and they're fully and decked I could, out. And... <laughs> I could see that in the 60s show, like Batman yeah. and Robin eating a Southern dinner, like and, and it's, it's a It's a lesson to Robin of like, what are grits? Honey, son. And the Batman, ground cornmeal, Robin, a fine counterpart to the sweet iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like batman of course would know that he would know i do love how the the wife though gives the the quick backstory which tips yes. them all off but it doesn't i mean in i feel like anybody paying attention and looking at the old crane land you can see that is the bates house as the cycle oh yeah it's pretty it's pretty close isn't it I, it's, yeah. I mean it's gotta be they should have had more they should have had a little fun and just done like a, a little silhouette in the top left window of Norma Bates. I'm just saying <laughs> they should have. But anyways, um, yeah. And then they give a they give a good, really quick three panel. No, it's like five panels total of Jonathan Crane's backstory, which isn't too far. It's different, but I mean, it's still at the core of what happened with Jonathan Crane. Bullies, scarecrows. Um, yeah. What more do you need? And fear. Yeah, and fear. Yeah. There's there's some. He's one of those villains where his origin changes you know, every other year, depending on, or changes depending on the, uh, the format or the the interpretation, Mm -hmm. but those, those core elements are usually pretty, you know, safe between. Could you have seen, he, he wouldn't have happened. 
but I mean, especially when you see in the suit about to get in the car, could you have seen like an Anthony Perkins as Jonathan Crane in the 60s show? Was it, would he, was he, would he have been the right age? Pro maybe. I don't know. Or I mean, would he be too? He would have, he would have fit in, in that era, wouldn't he? I yeah. Like I was going to say, yeah. like, where's, where's Psycho Dr. was Pop 1960. So, I mean, you just okay, add yeah. six yeah, years onto that. There you go. Yeah. Where's Dr. Pop Culture BG when you need him to come? I know, right? The, uh, the, the period, like, amount, you know, per, uh, actors. He'd but, have been um, all, he'd have been all over that too. He'd tell, he'd tell us, he would tell us exactly who, who would have been, who, who they could have gotten. But yeah, that could, he could have worked for sure. For sure. I mean, I am DBing right now just so we can get an age. <laughs> an accurate. 32. Oh, he'd have yeah. been th like 34. Somebody born in 32. With, there you go. Well, somebody contemporary with like a Roddy McDowell. Because I, I feel like this is in the same realm mm -hmm. uh, cohort as like a bookworm type of villain, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I If British this is, if that has fan casting has been said before, I apologize. I, I haven't heard it. Um, not like I right. came up with some kind of idea, but it's just psychos on the brain and that image right there. I'm like, man, I could <laughs> right. totally see skinny Anthony Perkins, dark hair, mid thirties. Yeah. He could play. Yeah. He could have played a Jonathan. Absolutely. Uh, but there's something, there's something in the water. And it freaked out old Zeke crane. But I also do like the really fitting in that stereotype of, uh, you know, Tennessee of you volunteers of right. take. T-A-I-K. Good care of him. Take <laughs> good care of him. Take good care of him. Yeah. All right, now. <laughs> Why are you running, little John? What's your hurry? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Like, it's like, yeah. I, I love the fun that, they're, that they have with that. I hope you're not offended. But you know what? I'm a Hoosier. I, they, right. Uh, people it's people not out super West offensive. love to think what Hoosiers are I like. Know. <laughs> it just, I know. You know, it makes me really wonder, like, oh, this could have been very interesting to see how how on the mark or how far off you know the, the live action show what they would have done with this you know yeah. in terms of the the southernness of it <laughs> made it look very tennessee in hollywood california exactly like <laughs> how much can we shoot this in the back lot and say that it's tennessee and, and then we'd be like oh this you is, know this is way far I, off. this was a total accident i'm wearing my anakista Gatlinburg, Tennessee t-shirt. There you go. For this. It's all connected, it's right? All connected. Oh my God. This is crazy. <laughs> but I mean, and then here's an I mean, this is another image as you continue along with it, as they're basically walking uh out outside on the trail, and it is the the happy little pig just trotting like a dog, rubbing on Robin's leg. Yeah. But Batman, he's not he's not done. Not so fast, Robin. I have a little more investigating to do. I would love to have a second helping of your grits, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I can see, I can see that happening in the show too. You're like, why yeah. is Batman doing this? But there's a, but there's always a secret point, you know, and it, that ties into the 66 and just part of the character of like Batman's one step ahead of even, even the, the viewer. Right. And everybody yeah. else there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we get, we do get Scarecrow, which of course it does, but he's in a horse and carriage which makes me think a little bit of the long Halloween scarecrow. He's, I mean, he's in it with Matt Hatter then, but um, that's, I love, I love that aspect of it. And the horse even has a nice little, nice little top hat, but you get the point. He's terrorizing Gotham city. It's such a small scale story too. I think. Yeah. It's not trying to go too ambitious of the entire city and really encapsulate all it's, 
you get this like mini frame and then a big page panel of him on the horse and bugging. You get the point. And there's people freaking out. And you get his little speech, but then his gas is now fizzling out of out of like the vents and the the sewers and stuff. It it has stopped and he is like Batman begins, you know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. If it gets the man, it's gonna blow. And (laughs) he wonders if it's rats. And no, instead, what pops out is a scarecrow out of the sewers. And it's old Zeke holding the scarecrow, in which Jonathan Crane freaks out and removes his mask and screams because the scarecrow has talked as well. And actually, classical face mask. It's Batman dressed as Zeke and Robin (laughs) is dressed as the scarecrow. And that is totally something they would have done on the show where like they would have had like the Zeke actor do everything. And then in one swap, had him put his arm up over his face and cut (laughs) to the scarecrow and then exactly. As he like the mask is pretty absolutely, much <laughs> absolutely, they would. It was done me that. the whole time, Robert. and be like, "I'm a good actor," you know. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and you know, as a child, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, how did he do that? He looked just like Z. I know what a mask, yeah. an amazing mask. Exactly, and, like, exactly. If you watch like the Mission Impossible at the time, that series did that kind of stuff too. And it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I applaud it. Well done. It's fun. And then you have to tell me because it, it ends soon at Arkham Institute. Batman and Robin are standing there with a, a doctor and Batman calls him Dr. Hugo. Has this guy ever popped up in the series? Is that Dr. Hugo strange? It is. I'm assuming that he's been introduced before this and okay. comes back after, but I don't recall him being in any of the issues I had read before I stopped reading. And this is pretty, this is only a couple of issues away from the end of the series. So I don't know if they ever did much more with him before the series was over. Unfortunately, there's that dc.fandom.com. It's a great resource site for anybody about any specific um, issue. I like to go there a lot just to do some background checking and they do list characters that show up in um mm-hmm. in comic books and the you know sometimes it'll be like so for this one and uh they jot it down as number 28 so like the physical mm-hmm. uh, issue but it says antagonist scarecrow and then parenthesis first appearance they do that a lot other mm-hmm. characters dr hugo doesn't say anything mm-hmm. just dr hugo so yep they credit it as hugo strange there you go um but i i do i wonder if Okay, first appearance was Batman 66, number 10. Ah. And then he's also Batman versus... Oh, Batman versus Two-Face. The the movie. Oh, okay. The movie movie. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. In the animated movie. That Which, is yeah. a different story than I haven't watched that in. one for a while. You haven't? Oh man, it's no, great. I saw it. I, it's just I have I watched it, I think twice when it first came out and I haven't gone back to it. I really yeah, like it though. Yeah, he's in the animated one, but yeah, it's but it's it's a different two faced story than the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is great. Because it's uh, short and sweet, but I mean it, it's a it's a freaking blast. Um yeah. it's like I said, I I don't expect an in like you said, kind of like a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Some stuff is, and it's not anything negative toward anything. This is all a positive, but sometimes it is fun to go visit stuff that is so easy on the brain. Like yes. <laughs> like just pure yes. entertainment, which is what I found this story to be. 
It had to have the Adam West and uh, Burt Ward Robin versions. And then a scarecrow that is very true to form and a fun little threat and a fun takedown. That's all yeah. I needed. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I needed for 99 yeah. cents. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think the art, um, I think the art is good. I think Batman and Robin at times, it's just, it's easier to notice because I read like the first couple of issues. I thought they, they are better depicted than than here this is still good yes. you don't mistake obviously oh that's adam west and burt ward but i do think that when it comes to them themselves their bodies that and I'm, i liked the drawing of them in the earlier part of the series but scarecrow i think looks fantastic and also yeah we have and nothing that's the to most compare scarecrow part. to yeah that's and that's the most the important part to hit for this issue yeah overall there's and like I said, that's why the omnibus is so great because you can just flip through this thing and see just how many different artistic interpretations there are of these characters. And there, and I definitely have my preferred overall mm-hmm. uh, art style, which is of course what was in the first couple issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with um, goodness, blah 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 blah. blah. Joe Quinones, I saw, did some work on the series. Yeah, like with the Michael Allred stuff, and and they and he pops up plenty of times in the series. Like that's mm-hmm. my preferred, but it's it's again it's still good. It's, like a, it's a visual palette cleanser too. It's it's fun to have this whole series where you have a lot of different takes on these characters and to see you know mainly yeah. Scarecrow in this way. It was really cool. Absolutely, I do think something that I didn't mention. I liked the look of robin's hallucination and the monstrous batman it made me feel like uh the ego batman mm-hmm. uh, be, mostly just because of like the, the monstrous figure but then the big open fangy mouth that's red also inside mm-hmm. like i don't know just instantly with that one that was like the vibe i got mm-hmm. obviously i have no idea if that was an influence or just original whatever it's not necessarily mm-hmm. important it's just that's what i thought of um yeah i don't know if I don't know if I have, do you have anything else that you want to mention about it quick? Um, I think we've hit the big things. I mean, it's, it's for it being such a short story. It does yeah. give, there's a lot of food for thought in term and it's, and it's really well crafted in terms of mm-hmm. the writing to kind of introduce the character, take you to different parts of Gotham and keep, you know, the, the new parts are, are new, but there's also a lot of that Batman 66 familiarity that, that, that's, that keeps the story grounded in that world, which is really nice. And I don't know if the series, uh, the comic series or the show ever went near the Appalachian mountains. Yeah. I mean, they had like, <laughs> exactly. They would go to the, the a new location of, of London. They, they, you get some Western type stuff with shame or like Ma yeah. Parker or whatever, but um, I don't think that they ever went this far South. Yeah, it's uncommon for them to 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 go outside of Gotham City. A nice little road trip, Robin. All right, well, let's go ahead and hop into some favorites then, Mister Haas. Mm. Uh, what what was your favorite part of Scarecrow Comes to Town? My favorite part is where Batman asks for the second helping of grits because that really <laughs> captured nice. the, that captured like a flavor of Batman 66, like on the, so well, like I can see that mm-hmm. interpreted so well. So that would be my favorite part. Cause I can see Adam West relishing 
that part of the script. Like he would know how to make that part really sing in live action. I can see that. Nice. I, I like it. It's a good, good pick. Um, difficult, difficult. I almost would say the Batcave just because it's the 60s Batcave. Mm -hmm. I think I do like the takedown at the end, though. That's that is it does. It also does feel like a. I mean, like a like the formula. I mean, you could say of the 60s show or even Batman, the animated series of that final that final act is the big main event. It makes it mm -hmm. feel bigger than everything leading up to that point as it. Oh, should, yeah, it is the finale. Big fast teams, so, you get the, the pals and the biffs. Yeah, he's yeah. And he's got the big I mean, scarecrow is, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, he's he's corrupting Gotham. And he even has his long monologues and stuff. And then it's Batman outsmarting in such a Batman 66 way. So I think that that's my favorite part is the takedown of Jonathan Green. Mm -hmm. How about a favorite panel? Favorite panel, probably the the introduction of the Scarecrow with all the fear gas on the very first page. 66, the show always did a really great job of villain entrances and villain introductions. Uh, yeah. And I feel like that this really captures the spirit of that. I am with you. That I think that first reading, as soon as I, you know, flipped and went to that page and saw it, I'm like, well, this is my favorite panel. I just, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love his look. I love his fear gas gun that looks like an old barrel with a pumpkin at the end that's shooting out stuff. That to me feels like, well, that's why Ryan Haas picked this comic, <laughs> even though you hadn't read it yet, but still right. it was, I don't know. I love that image. I think it's great. Uh, now this is tricky, but we do have reference points for this. Would you like to see this story adapted in animation? Yeah. If big, Adam West big sigh, was, big sigh. If, if Adam West was still with us, I would say yes, but because he's not, I would have to say no. And I mm. flip flop I flip flop back and forth on this. And yeah. I think I might have said this on I think we did a podcast uh quite a while ago i think it was a podcast on probably on the bof podcast about about the batman versus two-face yeah um animated movie and and one of the questions was like would you like to see these animated movies continue and i think the time i said yes and i think that that movie came out posthumously right for for adam west yes. right yeah. yeah so we already knew what a gift it was at the time that that we got that and at the i at the time i thought like well Adam West is Batman 66, but I would hate to like not have them not continue because that, that whole era and interpretation of the character is such a gift. Yeah. But if they did continue it, even in animation, really you would just have somebody else mimicking Adam and West. It'd be voice, unfair, you know, be, and they'd they be have unfair for that I mean, person because it, the, yes. the people watching that stuff is also yeah. like people like us. Who right. we're aware that that's not Adam West, and we're yeah. we're totally zoning just in on critiquing and like a Ralph Garman interpret yeah. impression of Adam West or something, which which can work in a pinch, but it's but that's the thing. It's like in those animated movies, they had they had other actors like your Wally Wingards be being yeah the you know just being the '60s versions of the characters like the Gorshin and stuff, and that works for those because they're not it's not they're not the center focal point of the show you know they're not batman and i don't know just the fact that it's not batman 
is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the only, you know, you've got your, we had Batman, Robin and Catwoman like all with us for those. Uh, and now, and now Adam West is gone. So I, I, I don't think I would, uh, like to see it interpreted in animation. Um, but that's another reason why I'm so glad that we have this 66 comic book. Cause they can, they yeah. can keep doing these, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I think I'm in the minority that of the Batman 66 animated movies that they came out with. I actually did like versus two face more than return of the Cape crusaders. I do too. Yeah. I like them both, but yes. I just, there's something with, I think the story of the second one that kept me invested the whole time. I really liked mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I think I would like to see a, a, a an animated movie with Scarecrow, but everything you just said, I totally agree is, hey, the star, sorry, Burt Ward and anybody else that was with that show, the star was Adam West. Mm-hmm. And you know his voice. It's not going to be his voice. I just don't know if if it's fair to even attempt. So, right. Which is would probably you like why they see... haven't. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they came out with those two movies so quick. And then yeah. nothing since, which makes me feel right. like it'll never happen then. And you know what? That's right. okay. Because like you said, the comic, this, you're going to get me to buy that damn omnibus. Um, mm. But if this is an indicator of what this, the comic series is a, is like, then I'm I'm all for it. I'm okay mm-hmm. uh, just, just doing this. But the sad thing is that I think this is not, I think this is the only appearance of the Scarecrow in the comic series. In the comic like, series. Ah, he's like bummer. a one-off. Yeah. yeah he's like a is, bookworm or a, yeah. That's too bad, but also, I mean, it was it was done very very well. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. I like this. I like this issue. That's like my final thoughts, I guess, on the issue itself. Is mm-hmm. like, I thought that this was a blast. It was short mm-hmm. and sweet, very entertaining. Not trying trying to do too much, but just do what it's kind of promising you at this point. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sold. I'm a big fan. Nice. Thanks Great. for choosing it, Ryan Haas. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm glad when the when the blind semi blind picks informed picks actually work out. I mean, it's, it wouldn't be that it would be interesting, but not maybe as fun if it was like, boy, we picked this story. And have you ever, that's the question. Have you ever had a story on the show so far? Where it's been like, well, we picked this story and it's not that great. (laughs) I mean, I guess we kind of had that with Batman 89, but even that was, that had more, I feel like we had a lot more nuance with that than just the standard. This wasn't good or this was good, you know? It still holds of being the of Batman R.I.P. is still the most stressful conversation I've ever had on this show. Thank you, Javi. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Because I still just there are days where I feel like I I, I am more positive toward it than negative, mm. and then the next day I'm more negative toward it. Yeah, uh, that book, yeah, that yeah, that book. I just I don't know. Um, and then Batman last night on Earth. Thank you, Eric Carter. Mm. Uh, that is the only comic I knew. Yeah, I don't think I like the story, mm. which is, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good record. Mm-hmm. There's two episodes out of 125 that mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. And I do know I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> right, so right, right, right. That's a pretty good record. And even that right. discussion where I knew I didn't like it, like I still I was excited for the conversation because it was a good conversation yeah. uh, from two totally different viewpoints of a story. Yeah. So and speaking of that, like the, it's so, you know, it's 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 something to try to describe this show to people where it's like, what do you, what do you mean? You just, every episode is just a Batman comic. Well, how many could there be? But 
there we know there's you know a lot <laughs> thousands and thousands but it's also not just the same it's it, it really hits so many different things we could have your you know 66 candy here but like the very last episode that you know that's live as as of this recording is is you talking about a you know paul dini's a dark knight and that's a very different book and yeah. that's that was a very interesting conversation and and batman mm-hmm. is such a window into you know many topics both both uh serious and um you know fun sometimes <laughs> that one too maybe maybe you could hear it through the audio of me being like a quick like what, what as all my my back and forth conversations with alex segura who was the guest in that episode and then he just casually drops like yeah i worked in dc publicity here in new york and i you're like i saw what paul and talked to paul I'm like whoa, 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 pump the brakes i didn't know this what? how did you not what huh but i get it too if you're not gonna be like hey i worked in dc publicity like he, he was not gonna throw that Batman around like club? that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. he wasn't gonna say it that way but um yeah yeah i'm i mean i get it i'm with you uh, I do have a, a follow-up question for you, though, right, right. Us, before we yes. before we scoot on out of here, yes. because I want to do a Batman poll. Ooh. I am excluding because Twitter only allows you up to four oh. options, four choices. So I have yes. to exclude. I, this is on me, but I, I don't care. I'm eliminating Killer Croc, Clayface, and Poison Ivy as possibilities. And then there's definitely others that we won't even mention, but... If you could have chosen one main Batman villain to appear on the 66 show, who would it have been? Does it have Here? to be one that existed in the 60s or any any time? Or uh, one no, that was and, well, you'll hear in my options here. Um okay. Scarecrow, Two-Face, Bane, or Harley Quinn. Now, those are my options because they popped up in the comic book mm-hmm. in which they're definitely the other stories I want to read to see what, how it was, how it's dealt with in the comic. But that's mm-hmm. where the, the idea came in thinking of this because I wanted to do a poll question. I'm like, what should I think? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that with scarecrow. Ooh, if we, if we could have chosen, we could go back in time. So yes, definitely in the, mm-hmm. in the sixties world, those four options, scarecrow, two face, Bane or Harley Quinn, which one would mm-hmm. you have liked to see in, in that show the most? Hmm. You know, I would say Two Face, but since we have already had the the original pitch mm-hmm. translated and an animated movie, I don't feel like that is as great as me picking Bane, because just the taste of it we get in the '66 comic is so greatly done to me as a interpretation from from comics to to the mid step of this is probably what they could have done with them in the 60s show i would love to see that representation and that interpretation of like how of what they did there like how that really mm-hmm. would have worked out in live action and i think it would have provided a really different and interesting adversary for that show in live action, that would have probably been a very interesting standout moment versus a lot of the other villains, you know? So I would totally pick Bane. Nice. doesn't surprise me. Yes, I know. And yeah. <laughs> and I tried to, but being hmm. the nightfall, like dark Knight rises guy, of course I would pick Bane, but I, but, I, but I really tried to give some, some, 
context to the answer because other because normally it would be like oh yeah two phase two phase is the one we wanted for for years but we've had so we've been blessed with some great two face Batman sixty six mm-hmm. content that I think I would I would pick Bane yeah this one's tough for me because of those four listed Scarecrow is my favorite uh he is behind like Riddler or Joker and Riddler and then scarecrow some days it's joker than scarecrow for me on the list of the villains so i would love that for the scarecrow i almost think two-face would be the most fun for the show because of all the two puns it's just that's just begging for the 60s show it seems in retrospect but i I almost want to say harley quinn Mm. it'd be really interesting to Mm -hmm. see which actress they would have picked and then also i almost feel like the scarecrow costume would Mm -hmm. be very much. I wonder if that would have been cool or if they could have made it very like corny and cheesy now where it would look almost eh. whereas Harley Quinn, I think they could totally get a look. They could totally get an actress of the time to fit Harley Quinn as a character and fitting that setting. Yeah. So I can't wait to read the comics to see what they do with all of these characters in that, in that world. But, um, yeah, go to go to Twitter at the Batman BC and chime in and tell me how mad you are that I didn't list Poison Ivy as an option <laughs> instead of uh, instead of one of the others. Poison Ivy would have been a good good option though. It could yeah. have been fun too, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's where we'll wrap it up. So Haas, yeah, thanks again for coming coming onto the show and spooky stories. <laughs> uh, why don't you go ahead and. <laughs> Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, spread the word on where people can follow you. Follow me, Ryan Haas, on Twitter at SMB underscore Ryan. Yes. I mean, go. you can follow also other stuff like the Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers movie archive at SMB movie and the yeah. Batman podcast network at Batpod network. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers uh, movie archive on Twitter. Just. You know, it's just like, hey, I'll throw something on Twitter and five minutes has more traffic than I've ever had on this show. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love testing that. You know, there's so many fans of the movie. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I'll just toss this out there. Then I'll come back a couple hours later. It's like 1000 retweet. What's happening? (laughs) How did that happen? Yeah, Yeah, there's uh, trust the fungus. Yes. Hashtag the fungus. Always. As for the Batman Book Club, you all know where you can find it. Twitter and Instagram, like I just said uh, just a minute ago at the Batman BC for latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, sometimes even some giveaways. We'll continue on the spooky stories month. Um, keep you updated on Twitter with that. Make sure you go to YouTube and subscribe to the Batman book club, YouTube channel where me and my pal, Peter R Vera are go- going through the road to no man's land, as well as some other video stuff is up on that, on that channel. So make sure to go there. If you want to write in with any uh, questions or comments, you can do that. At the Batman BC at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, there's a variety of ways you can do it. First off, patreon.com slash the Batman BC. Second, if you want some merch, you can go to tpublic.com and type in TBBC, as in the Batman Book Club. But if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, that's 100% okay. You can just rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. So Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to a podcast, just rate and review the show because the more reviews it gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So for Ryan Haas, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, remember, 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 remember.